Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. I'm so honored to be here with you this morning. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule while you're sheltering in place to be with us. We don't uh, take it lightly that you've opened up your home to us. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. I'm so excited to be here to share a word with you. I want to let Pastor Nick know just a phenomenal job last week in sharing the word. You ministered to me, to my marriage, to our family as well. I also want you to know, CWC family, we miss you. We're we're doing our best in reaching to you, reaching out to those around us, but I so miss being with you in service. I miss... Uh, being able to shake your hand, hug you, and greet you. But that day's coming soon. It's not going to always be this way. And I want you to know that we're closer to the end of this thing than we were to the beginning. And I want you right now to just believe with me that God is about to bring a turnaround in this circumstance. But I have a word to share with you this morning. I'm going to ask right where you are in your living room, if you would just focus in for the next 20 minutes just on what God wants to share, what God wants to do in your life right now. In the book of Genesis chapter 1, we see God's mission statement, if you would, for mankind. And the whole reason that God created you and I. And I want to start in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And as you're turning there, I want to encourage you to, to obey the stay shelter-in-place order. Let's stay home. Let's kill this virus so that we can gather together once again and worship as a family. We've been speaking series of messages called uh, Dominion. And I believe that God has designed you and put you together for that sole purpose of having dominion in every aspect of your life. And in Genesis 1.26, it says this. Then God said, you know, when God speaks, things happen. Let us make man in our image. Everyone say image. And in our likeness. Everyone say likeness now. And let them have dominion. Everyone say dominion. Bow your heads with me as we pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to see this, that you were not just created by God. You were created of God. Out of all creation, it was only man that God took time to form out of the dust of the ground and then share his breath with. When God blew into Adam, he didn't just create Adam. He literally shared his DNA with Adam. I want you to know that God has literally shared his life with you, that you don't just exist. You exist for a purpose this morning. God gave when he said, let us create man in our image and in our likeness. And when God says image and likeness, God gave us first his image and his likeness before he gave us our assignment. I want you to recognize that Jesus was the model by which we were designed and fashioned after. And then God gave us his likeness in the aspect of his personality and his pattern. I want you to recognize that his likeness is the pattern which gives us the ability to look like God and his personality is his 
image, what gives us the ability to act like God. You were created to reflect the glory of God and to act like God as well. Somebody say amen. So whenever we lose our temper, whenever we act in a manner that's unbecoming, we have taken and we have distorted the image that God gave us because that's not who God is. See, I want you to recognize this morning that God first gave Adam and Eve his likeness and image, and and the reason he gave it to them is because it was necessary for them to carry out the assignment that was on their lives. I want you to know God gave you your ability first before he gave you an assignment. In everything God does, God gave the sun the ability to shine before he commanded it to shine. He gave the fish the ability to swim before he commanded it to rule the seas. God gave the bird the ability to fly before he gave it the assignment to fly. See, God will never give you an assignment without first giving you the ability or the capability to bring about that thing in your life. So when God says, I want you to have dominion in your surroundings, in your finances, in your marriage, in your body, in your health, in all aspects of your mind as well, God has designed you and given you the ability to do those things. You're not trying to do those things. You were designed to do those things. That word dominion in the Hebrew means to reign. I want you to understand it means to administrate, to rule, to dominate, to reign, to have sovereignty, royal power, and dominion. You see, God gave you his image and likeness, not just so you could look good. He gave you his image and likeness so that you could have dominion. See, I want you to recognize something. Dominion is necessary whenever the atmosphere does not reflect who God is. When you walk into work and there are atmospheres that are ungodly, God gave you the ability, the dominion to shift the atmospheres when you walk into those places. Listen to me very carefully. God gave Adam and Eve dominion over the fish of the sea, the bird of the airs, over the creeping things and over all the earth, but he never gave us dominion over one another. Father, you were not designed to to display dominance over your wife. Mom, you were not to display dominance dominance over your children. We are not to display dominance over one another. God created us to have dominion over the atmosphere, over the environment, to shift atmospheres because that's what leadership is all about. God gave you the aptitude, which means he gave you and designed your abilities inside of you. The aptitude comes from God, but the attitude comes from you. Whenever our relationship with God becomes messed up, it affects our, not our aptitude because you have already been, de- been designed for dominion. It, our separation from God ends up affecting our attitude. And we begin to think, because I did that, because I acted that way, I can't walk in the power that God created me to do. That's why Jesus was so powerful. He had such a close relationship with his father. He was always able to walk in the design that God gave him. I want you to understand something right now. You were not just designed to participate in life. 
You were designed to dominate life. Every area of your life, and I speak this over you right now, for those of you struggling financially, those that have you struggling in your mind, in your relationships, I want you to know right now that you have everything you need to succeed. God designed you and gave you all the aptitude necessary. What we need to change today is your attitude, your way that you think on these things. You see, in the midst of the crisis that we're going through right now with the coronavirus, I want you to understand now is the time that light shines the brightest. It may be very dark right now, but now is the time for you because you were designed for such a time as this to shine brightly and reflect the glory of God, to bring peace, to bring hope. Every one of you at CWC Bay Area, I want you to understand something. You need to become a hope dealer, not a dope dealer, a hope dealer. You have to begin to start giving hope to people around you. Your kids need to hear you speak hope. Your family needs to hear you speak hope. I want you to know we're coming out of this thing. This thing will not defeat us. We will not only survive this, we are going to thrive in this. Somebody say amen. Come on, say it again, pastor. I want you to know that you are not just going to make it through. You're not going to crawl out of the end of this thing. We're going to come out of this thing victorious. Now, I want you to see something here in Genesis 1, 26, 28, excuse me. It says, this is God's mission statement for man. He says this, then God blessed them. Everyone say, bless them. Come on, say it. Hit your neighbor, tell them at home, bless them. God said this, then he blessed them. I want you to see that God's first act to mankind was blessing. It wasn't curse. And some of you are walking around with this mindset or idea that you have a generational curse upon you, that you are cursed, that there are only bad things are gonna happen to you. I want you to know that God's original design for mankind has always been blessing. God's plan for your life has always been blessing. See, we've heard so much about generational curses, but in Genesis chapter one, verse 28, I want you to see that generational blessing was the original design that God had for you and I. I want you to know that your family's supposed to be blessed. I want you to know that your mind is supposed to be blessed. I want you to know that your marriage is supposed to be blessed. I want you to know that your, your, your family, your community is supposed to be blessed, and you're supposed to be the source of that blessing. See, I want you to understand that word blessed means, in the Hebrew, to bless, to praise, it signified approval or future success. But I love the idea that, that's given in the New Testament. The word blessed in the New Testament literally means to direct, guide, or to lead. In fact, in the New Testament, it has the idea of a carpenter's line that was used to make sure that whatever was being built was built straight. I want you to know that God gives blessing for your life to keep you on track, to keep you straight so that you can get to the destination that he has planned for your life. You were not designed for curse. You were designed for blessing. You see, in the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 7, God tells Joshua this. In regards to the word of God, do not turn from it from the right hand or to the left so that all you do may prosper. You see, the word of God is, the, is that carpenter's line in our life that ensures blessing. Blessing comes not because uh, we're good. Blessing comes because God's good. Listen to me this morning. God is not out to destroy you. No, no you need to hear me this morning. God is not out to destroy you. God's design has always been to bless you. There's been so much focus on so many other things. I need you to know 
that blessing is your original design, but there's condition. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1 says this, if you fully obey, everyone say obey. Now there's that word. Blessing comes with obedience. When you fully obey the Lord, your God, and carefully follow all his commands, not some, not just the ones you like. The word says this, all his commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you on high above all the nations of the earth. I want you to recognize obedience opens up the door of blessing. See, the word obey literally means to give ear. Many of us hear the word of God, but we don't give ear to it to where we actually do what God tells us to do. Obedience starts with an open ear hearing what God is saying. Deuteronomy 28 verse 2 puts it this way. All these blessings will come on you and overtake you. Someone say overtake. They will overtake you. In other words, they're running after you. When you obey the ways of God, these things will track you down. They will hunt you down. They will overtake you. Blessings will start coming upon you. Instead of calamity, blessing wants to follow you. Blessing wants to chase you down. That was the plan of God. He says all these blessings will come on you and overtake you if... You obey the Lord your God. And he goes on and says this, your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Come on, your fruit baskets and your, your breadboards will be blessed. Well, whoever, wherever you go and whatever you do will be blessed. That's what God's plan for your life. Blessing has always been God's design, God's plan for you. See, blessing creates influence and influence brings change. God wants you to be blessed, not just so you, could, you can enjoy the blessings of God. God wants you to be a channel of blessings to others. Now, see, this is where I want to get to this morning in Genesis uh, chapter 1, verse 28. This is God's mission statement for you and I. This is what God gave for you and I. You want to know your purpose? It's found right here in verse 28 of chapter 1 of Genesis. After God blessed them, God said to them, be fruitful. Everyone say fruitful. And multiply. Everyone say multiply. Then he says, fill the earth. Everyone say fill. And then he says, and subdue it. Everyone say subdue. And have dominion. I want you to understand, these are the plans. This is the design, God's expectation. He gave you his image and his likeness so that you would be fruitful, that you would multiply, that you would subdue, and that you would feel fruitful. Everyone say fruitful right now. I want you to understand, God wants you to be fruitful. Everything God created, God created with the expectancy and the capacity to reproduce. Everything God created, whether it was the plants, whether it was the animals, everything God designed, he designed with the ability to reproduce and to be fruitful. We are not talking about just procreation. God created you, and he wants you not just to be, uh, to procreate, God wants you to be, to, to contribute, to bring a contribution to this world. What does the world get when they get you? What have you added to those around you? Being fruitful means that you're adding, that you're not just consuming, but that you're contributing. The world should be a better place because of you. This world should be better. Your family should be better because of you. Your community should be better because of you. Your church should be better because of you. That's what being fruitful is all about because God created every one of us to reproduce according to its kind. We reproduce what's in us. Number two, he says multiply. Everyone say multiply. 
I want you to see this. I want you to get, grab a hold of this. When, that, that word multiply, multiply means to be numerous, to be great, to increase, and, and multiplication has always been part of God's plan. See, I need you to understand this morning. Listen to me closely. When things don't add up, it's okay because my God's not into addition. He's into multiplication. God wants you to multiply. You see, multiply means to become numerous or grow. Everyone say grow. When we talk about multiplication, we're talking about growth. We're talking about God has given each and every one of us the ability to increase. Everything God created, he created with the capacity to grow. If it's not growing, it's dying. My question to you today, are you growing? Are you better off today than you were yesterday? Have you grown? Have you learned? Are you excelling? Are you moving on? Are you growing in education? Are you growing financially? Are you growing in your walk with God? Are you growing in your awareness of who you are? We have to grow and get better in different areas of our life. It's not just in the quality of things or the quantity of things, but in the quality of things as well. God wants you to grow. God wants you to excel. I want to know, are you growing? Number three, everyone say fill. He says this, he says, I want you to fill the earth. The word fill means to take something that's empty and put something in it. I know that's deep, but I want you to know every single time you walk in a room, you are bringing an atmosphere with you. You are filling the room every time you walk in. What happens when you walk into that room? When you come, what comes with you? What are you filling the world with? Are you filling it with hopelessness? Are you filling it with doubt? Are you filling it with anger or bitterness? Or are you walking in and love shows up? Are you walking in and forgiveness shows up? Are you walking in and grace shows up? You have been given the responsibility to come into this earth and make sure that when you walk into the room that you are filling it with something that reflects who God is. That word fill means to be full or to fill. It means to transform environments and to shift cultures. Listen, my friend, you were not created to reflect cultures. Well, they got me mad. They, they said something to me, so I responded to them. That's not who you are. You don't reflect cultures. You shift them. When things are off, you come in and you set things right. I want you to understand that's what leaders do. That's who God created you to do. He expects you to lead, to walk into a, an argument and bring peace, to walk into a place where people are hopeless and bring hope. You are the one that carries the, the, the atmosphere of God with you. And when you walk in, you should bring the presence of God with you. That's what God expects us to do. Now that's at work, that's at home. When all this is done, when you get back to school, you fill that atmosphere, that classroom with the presence of God. When you get back to work, you walk into that office and you bring, fill that atmosphere with the presence of God. I want you to know there is a mandate today and that God's going to turn this thing around. I don't believe God caused coronavirus, but I do believe that God can redeem it and turn it around and use it for his glory. And this is the pause button for your life where God's getting you to, aware, to an awareness to who he created you to be right now. You carry an atmosphere with you. I want you to recognize this. The last thing, number four. Number four is subdue. As Randy helps me out here. That last word is subdue. Everyone say subdue. That word is not a passive word. In fact, it's a military word. 
It's an active, aggressive word. God expected us to subdue, to take territory, to expand, to grow, but not through force, but through influence. See, that's what leadership is. Leadership is not forcing people to Christ. It's influencing people to Christ. What makes you influential is that when you are great at the thing God created you to do. If you're a barber, you have influence when you're a great barber. When you're a technician, you gain influence when you're great at technology. Whether you're a teacher, you gain influence and the ability to subdue that classroom when you walk in excellence and grow as a teacher. As a student, you subdue the classroom when you walk in. I want you to understand as a salesperson, you walk in with authority and power when you are excellent at your craft. See, influence is given when excellence is there as well. I want you to understand this morning, you are here to administrate, to keep order, to bring life and keep things in harmony. And you subdue through your influence that God granted you, not through force. God gave us the assignment to rule. I know some of you right now might be wondering, wait a minute, Pastor Dan, that's a little heavy for a Sunday morning. You, you were created to rule. You were created to be in charge of your environment. And right now, too many of us are viewing the word of God through our circumstances instead of viewing our circumstances through the word of God. Word of God doesn't change. Coronavirus doesn't change the word of God. God is still a healer. God is still in control. And these things that are going on right now do not change who my God is or what the word of God has to say. I want you to know that God placed Adam in a perfect environment, but not a perfect world. Satan had already fallen during that time. He was here on earth and God gave Adam and Eve dominion so that they could reclaim the earth that Satan was running around on. I want you to know right now, the enemy is running around our world right now. And it's time for us to rise up. Yeah, you. It's time for you to rise up and take authority for your family. Get your family back to God. Get your life back in order once again. Get rid of that addiction. Break that low level of thinking. Break that low self-esteem through the power and the glory of God. Know who you are in Christ Jesus. My friend, you were created in the image and the likeness of an almighty God. You have the DNA of God flowing through your veins. The blood of Jesus is flowing in your veins today. I want to encourage you to subdue your marriage, your finances, your health, your career, your hope, your mind. Because the greatest conquest you will ever subdue is not buying a house, not getting a promotion, not even getting married or having a family. Your greatest conquest in life will be conquering you. God gave you the aptitude. It's time to start walking with the right attitude. I want you to bow your heads right now. And as we close in prayer this morning, there are some that are sitting here, you're at home, or maybe you're just thumbing through the internet right now, and you don't have a clue who Christian Worship Center is. 
You don't even know about, about this church, but I want you to understand God knew you'd be here right now. In fact, God designed this moment before the, before the foundations of the earth for this moment just for you. I want you to know that God loves you with such an audacious, radical love that he sent his one and only son down to earth to buy back and to redeem the very thing that he created. God loves you. Even when you didn't know him, he loved you. So right now, if you're here and you would just, rec just say, Pastor Dan, I, I, I want a relationship with God. I've tried other things, and now in this place of sheltering in place, I don't want to shelter in place. I want to learn what it is to shelter in his presence. If that's you, I want you just to say this prayer with me. Just invite Jesus into your heart right now. Just say, Heavenly Father, I received the free gift called salvation. I'm a sinner in need of a Savior, and I surrender my life to Jesus right now. I believe he died on the cross, rose again three days later to pay a price he did not owe because he loved me. I surrender my life to Jesus today, and I want to become a disciple of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're battling right now as well in the area of dominion, you want to walk in the purpose that God called you. God created you to be fruitful. God created you to multiply. God created you to fill. And God created you to subdue. I want to pray for you right now as well. So, Father, we speak over all four of these aspects of their life. Number one, that they would know they're blessed. Blessing was your purpose. Blessing is your design for us. But, Lord, I pray today that we would walk in our purpose, that we would be fruitful. Let us contribute, not just consume. Let us multiply. Let us grow, my God, and excel. Let us fill, my God. Let us transform environments because we're there. And let us subdue. Let us take ter territory through influence and excellence. In Jesus' name, we take dominion. Amen. Amen. God bless you this morning. We want to say thank you for joining us. We'll be back here again next week and looking forward to the day that we're back together as a family celebrating the love of God. But until then, we got this. Corona will not defeat us. Jesus is already on the throne. We love you. On behalf of CWC Bay Area, my wife, my family, we love you. We'll see you soon. God bless you. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash CWC Bay Area.